Okay, let's get into Parshas Bracious. Tav Shin Ayin Hey. As we start the seventh cycle, Baruch Hashem, what a schus we have to analyze the Baruch Hu's Torah for the seventh year, the Shemitah year. Happens to be the Shemitah year as well, but uh, as we start off Tav Shin Ayin Hey. And Bracious, we discussed a little bit now. We haven't had seven Bracious Shiurim, and sometimes we have, we have missed it uh, based on the, uh, the calendar and when the Chagim fell out. But Baruch Hashem, this year we have a chance to talk about Parshas Bracious. And the Torah starts off with a base. Bracious Bara Elokim. It's just a, uh, a well known thought. I gave it to you here from Vakarasal Shabbos Oneg. Bracious starts off with a base. If we think about it, Torah Shebechsav starts off with a base. Torah Shebalpeh starts off with a mem. Me'emasaikarin, Beis and Mem, says the Vakarasa Lashabbos One, quoting for the Bali Musar, the Pasuk says that we say twice a day, V'dibarta Bam, speak in them. That's what we are supposed to be involved in, as the Gemara says in Yuma, V'dibarta Bam, Bam yesh l'cha rishus l'daber, v'lobidvarim In them, you have rishus, you can talk about, you should talk about, but not in other not in other areas and not other ideas. The bomb is Torah Shebechsav and Torah Shebalpeh. All of Torah is encapsulated in that one little word of bomb, based the Torah Shebechsav. And HaKadosh Baruch obviously knew Rabbi Yudan Nasi was going to come later on and create the Torah Shebalpeh starting with, starting with Mem. So, V'dibar Tabam. This Once we have the Sefer open on the same page, he quotes the story of the Grah. One of the stories of the Gra, where the Gra suggested once he was sitting at a Seudas Pidyon Haben. Right? Not too common, rare, Brismilas are much more common. Pidyon Haben, Kahanim, Leviim, Caesarean, a lot of uh, excuses or halachic reasons why not to have a Pidyon Haben. That is why there are even some Rishonim that say we make a Shech by a Pidyon Haben and not by a Brismila because it's so rare to have the Pidyon Haben. The Minnega Veritis is to make a Shech even by a Brismila as well. But the uniqueness of a pigeon I've been. So one time, somebody came over to the Gra and said, I heard, I know, or it's Muvah B'Sifri HaKabbalah, that every mitzvah in the Torah is alluded to in the word Bracious. So let me ask you, Vilna Gon, where's pigeon I've been in Bracious? And we're sitting at a pigeon I've been. Where is the mitzvah of pigeon I've been, redeeming the firstborn, where is that alluded to in the word Bracious? So the Gra, without batting an eyelash, says, Ne'ene ha'ga'on miyad vi'amar, mitzvah zumus keres b'rashi tevas shalamila. It's rashi tevas. It is b'rashis. It stands for, Ben Rishon achar shloshim yom tipadeh. Firstborn son, after 30 days, can be redeemed. So now we're like, okay, he did that one. Can he do the next one? Right, so again, but we didn't think he could do this one until we saw it. But we're sure that Vilna Gon could figure it out, um, no matter which the mitzvah is. Okay, that gets us started. Again, Torah starts with a base. We'll get back to another thought related to that uh, soon. And the Gra alluding to the mitzvah of Pedro Nabet. Let's continue now. Says the Shemen Hatov, source number two. Beratius in the beginning. This is when it started. But there's another meaning that a base could give to a word, not just in. Milvad kala pirushim, efshar lefaresh kibipshuto milas precious. Dahainu imrecious with 
Base sometimes in the Torah means with. Biracious, with beginning? What does that mean? Biracious. Hainu abeis havi kesnif. Dinasanakadosh baruchu hakalach vibria. Sheyachol kal adam lahaslam echadash kaschalas briuso. With an attitude of racious. We begin again. We have to make sure that we have that childlike excitement as we start these stories again of Bracious and Noach and Lech Lecha. And yes, we have to get excited about every Parsha in the Torah. Even, I don't want to pick out any Parsha, but even Tazriya Mitzorah, which are always the two that are focused on. I don't know why they, they get it, but, but those are the two. But we have to be excited about every Parsha. But especially these that are so illustrative, that we have so many memories, we have to have the, with the racious, with the attitude of a beginning, with the attitude of a new start, with the attitude of turning over a new leaf, as those who have been, have been zochet to go through the Parsha for so many years, with Onkelis, with Rashi, every year there are new insights, every year there are new ways to view the same thing, and we sometimes we say, I've looked at this for 30 years, and I just got it now, now it clicked. But that's the godless and the magic of the Torah. As long as we have the attitude of, with racious, with beginnings, with newness, that's how my attitude is going to be as we start the Torah again. After the Chagim, after Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur Sukkis, Kedai Litzayin, She Yaschilim Oso Kosh, Al Rashis, Lolahis Achzev, Bemashoyad Achshav. And even if I missed something in previous years, and I wasn't as true to the commitment that I should have been in terms of following and keeping up with the Parsha, Ulahaschil Kiilu Zerashis, Vegam Baoso Hislava Shainoig Mitchila. I have to have that attitude. That attitude of ki'ilu anochi mitzavcha hayom, it's new. It doesn't get any more new than this. Maybe that's another reason. The Lavush points out, why don't we start laying bracious on Rosh Hashanah? The first day of the year, that's when we should lay bracious on Rosh Hashanah. And yet we push it off a couple weeks. Why? So the Lavush says, it goes on the list of la'arbe v'sasatan. We don't decide to know when Rosh Hashanah is. So we blow before, and we don't blow right before. And Karasatan. And we do. We don't bend Shabbos Mavarachim Tishrei. So that's also we don't, why we don't start. But maybe there's another idea. There's so much focus on the, during the Chagim time, we can't focus on Bracious. It's, we need time. It's like, Hashanah Kippur Sukkis? Okay. Now we're ready. Now in years like this, there's still not a lot of time. In Chutz Aretz, there's zero time. Right? It's the day after Simchas Torah. At least the Bnei Yisrael have one day. We have one day to get ready for Shabbos Bracious. But this is the attitude that we have to have. We're starting afresh. We're starting anew. And then he adds and says, maybe there's another idea. Getting back to the original question of why the Torah starts with a base and not with an olive. If you would start with anything. Right, you can only ask the question of why if you have something better to start. Why start with the base? Well, what's what's the other choice? Lamid, mem? No, the other choice is olive. So why not with an olive? That's the first letter of the olive base. Says the Shemanatovia duum divrei hayirushalmi uvechein b'midrashim d'lamis chlo b'base v'lo ba'alif. Like we find, if you remember that Gemara in Maseches Megillah, the Septuagint, when the all the elders, the seventy elders, were put in private rooms by Talmai, the king. 
And he said, translate the Torah for me into Greek. One of the three reasons we fast on Asar Bateves, because the Torah was translated into Greek and it lost, it lost its magic. Because now there's only what you see in front of you. It's a translation. It doesn't have all the, all the nuances and the hints that we have in Lashon HaKodesh. But what was the first change they made? First Pasuk. Elohim bar Abrashis. Instead of Abrashis bar Elohim. So they started it with an Aleph for various reasons. So you don't think that Abrashis bar Elohim, chas v'shalem, in the beginning God was created. So they said, Elohim bar Abrashis, we don't want to mess around. But Talmai started with an Aleph and HaKadosh Baruch Hu Dafka didn't. Why? Ella, debez yeshbo bracha. Bez starts bracha. Aleph starts arur, starts cursed. Why is Bez bracha and Aleph klala? Ubekitzer nire, line 10. Deha iker sheyeda haadam shekal chayev tluyim bebez. My entire existence is not tali just on me. It's tali on somebody else. Hainu bahakara shetzorach lazar l'sheni. It's not just about me, it's about the other person. If anybody has to speak out of Sheva Brachas, this time of year after, right here, right, we start with the base. Because it's not about me. It's not about the Aleph. That's the ultimate Bracha. That's why Bracha starts with the base. Anochi starts with an Aleph. But that's Aurur. If I focus too much on myself. And that is what Talmai's life was like. Maybe that's also why Kaddish Baruch Hu started with the Beis as well. Hinting to us that life's not about focusing only on ourselves. We have to focus on ourselves. Obviously, month of Tishrei, personal tshuva, personal self-introspection. That's true. But so much of life has to be inclusive of a spouse, a family, of friends, of neighbors, of Klal Yisrael. There also. Continuing this idea, Rabbi Shur Halechav Alibov says, throughout this Parsha, throughout Parsha's Bracious, we have focusing on others. We have not keeping it into myself, but focusing on, on others. Where do we have that? Focusing on others. Let's start with line 14. Obviously a major element story in the parsha. I mean, Bracious, we could have a year of Shiram on Bracious. But we'll, we'll uh, suffice it with one week. We have the Piti Yanachash, the story of Adam and Chava and the snake. All the different punishments that were meted out by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Shehisis as Adam Lechol Meitzadas. Because he seduced Adam. Umida Tova Meruba. And if the Nachash got such a punishment, offer Tocha Kol Yechayecha, as we've spoken about in the past for eternity. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I'm giving you everything you need. What, why is that such a punishment? He always has what he needs. He has dirt. The answer is HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I don't want a relationship with you. The fact that we have needs means we have to turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's the ultimate privilege that we have. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to the snake, Offer tocha kol Take what you need and don't turn to me. What kind of punishment did he get that for? Because he brought somebody away from God. He was machti. Imagine, says Rabbi Avram Shur. We always know midah tova is so much greater than midah 
The positive is always much greater than the negative. Imagine if we bring a friend, we bring another person closer to Hashem. We inspire them somehow. Imagine the how much nachas that gives to Hashem. If you get so upset, if somebody brings somebody away. As we can focus. So even though in the story it's a negative, we can learn a kavachomer from the story about treating others in one direction or in the other. We help. We focus on somebody else. We can't imagine what that does. And then he quotes on line 27. I quoted this last night in a shir. Some of you might have been there. Shamati Omer Mishim Kadmon. Lama Halev Shema Adam Waltat Small. If we get anything out of the shir tonight, we'll walk away with this line. Why is our heart on the left side of our bodies? If the right is always more chashiv. The right, we will go Shemon Esrei, the right foot. The right's always more important. You always go to the right, you always turn to the right. Kohen going up the Mizbech, always to the right, to the right, to the right. So the most important part of our body, the, the, the heart should be on the right. Why did Hashem put it on the left? Because when we're facing someone else, it's on their right. The heart's not just for us. Halo halevu iker chiyas adam. Umivar ki leva adam eno bishvil atzmo. Elo bishvil hazulas. It's for the other person. To feel for the pain of a person and to love the other person. On the left side. Right? Torah starts with a base. Base is bracha. That's what it's about. I think I've quoted in the past. I once was speaking to a Rav who learned in Radim with the Chafetz Chaim. And I asked him, tell me something about the Chavetz Chaim. What are your... He says, just one thing. I mentioned this in the past. He was always crying. He was always crying. What do you mean he's always crying? He heard about a simcha. He heard about somebody who like got married, who was older. He heard about somebody who had children after so many years. He started crying. It was like he had his own grandchild that he's been waiting for 10 years for. He was in their shoes. It happened to him. It was his family. Right? Or the... Uh, the Rechman uh, the, the other way. When there was something tragic. Panavich Rebbe, when he was passing through Radin one time, he passed through Radin and he goes to visit the God of Chavis Chaim. So the, the wife of the Chavis Chaim answers the door and says, You gotta wait a few minutes, my husband's inside. And he hears the Chavis Chaim crying hysterically from inside. And he says, Is everything okay? What's Z O Z? He says, he, She says, Yeah, it's okay, it's okay. He's like, What's what's going on? He says, There's a woman on the other side of town that's that's having a difficult labor. He just heard about. He says, Oh, it's it's a, a relative, it's a Talmud. We have no idea who it is. We just heard there was somebody on the other side of town that was. So my, my husband is 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 davening for her. In the other shoes, the Chavetz Chaim heart was on his left side. He got the message, the bays bracha. That's how the Torah starts. We learn from the Nachash Kavachomer, and then he even quotes on the bottom the Gemara that many are familiar with, the Gemara Mesechas Brachas Dav Dalid David Amelach Alva Shalom Amar Lo David says, all the other kings sleep late. But what do I do? My hands are, are full of blood, literally. Meaning I'm focusing, trying to make sure husbands and wives get back together. 
Hilchas Nida. That's the pashtus of the story. I'm, I'm, I'm Osek in these halachas. But he says, he quote in certain svarim, a depth, a little deeper, a drush of the Gemara. Upirish b'svarim ha-kavana, shaya asuk l'karev libos, v'nesham v'sbeis al-Hashem yisvarach. You know what David was doing? He was involved in bringing people closer to Hashem. That's what he was involved in. He went down into the dirt. He lowered himself in order to bring people closer. What does that mean? He was also in the dam. We mentioned a few weeks ago. We are Adam. We're made up of dam, dalit and mem. That's our physical, the blood. That's the chiyas and the aleph. is a baruch that's who we are. We're Dom, we're Gashmi, but we're connected to Hashem. David said, I'm Osik in the Dom. What does that mean? People who have lost their connection to the Aleph. I'm, I'm taking the Dom and I'm, I'm trying to uplift it. I'm trying to put the Aleph back on it to make them Adam. Because that's what David was involved in, bringing people closer to HaGadosh Baruch Hu. As he says towards the bottom, We turn the page. He says, let's continue the Parsha. Kayin, in his famous rhetorical question, says to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaShomer Achianochi, am I my brother's keeper? And there's no answer in the Torah, but we know what the answer is. Yes. We are our brother's keeper. Kol Yisrael Arevim Zelazeh. Yes, Kayin, you had it. You, ha- you are your brother's keeper. You should know where he is. And you know where he is. Right, we, we don't have the Kayan attitude. Right, that's not what we believe. We have his attitude, but change it into a sentence instead of a question. Shomer Achi Anochi. And then he quotes even at the end of the Parsha, throughout the first Parsha, what's the first message that we get? First message that we get is not about Talmud Torah. First message that we get is not about Mitzvah's ben Adam Makom, even though it is a tadas, but it's at least also ben Adam Chavero. The end of the parsha, we have a pasuk that doesn't seem so exciting, but Chazal darshan on it. The pasuk says, "Zeh Sefer told us Adam. This is the book of the generations of man. This is it." And we're going to go through all the, the ten generations from Adam to Noah, and from ten generations of Noah to Abraham. But on that pasuk, the Medrash says, what does it mean, Zeh Sefer told us Adam? V'yahavta l'reacha kamocha, the Medrash in Kedoshim. Amar Rabbi Akiva, Zeh Klal Gadol Batorah. V'yahavta l'reacha kamocha, that's the great Klal. Ben Azai Omer. Zeh Sefer told us Adam, Klal Gadol Yoser. Ben Azai says, I have a greater pasuk than V'yahavta l'reacha kamocha. Zeh Sefer told us Adam. This is the way of the generations of, of man. What does that mean? That's a greater Pasuk? Doesn't sound such, like such an exciting Pasuk. A couple of years ago, we mentioned the Pshat, parenthetically. This is, the, this is the way of man. Man falls, man gets up. Man falls, man gets up. That's what this whole Parsha, these, these, what are we leaning about? Adam sin, Kayin sin, Dora Mabel, Dora Flaga. The world didn't get off on the really the, such a great foot. The right side of the bed. First couple of Parshias until we have Avram Avinu. But what does it mean? That's one shot. That's David tells Adam. It's about falling, but about getting up afterwards. But he quotes from the Dasa Kanim, the Baliat Tosvos. Kimei Rabbi Akiva Shaminan Rak Kamocha. 
From Rabbi Akiva, we just learn out, like you. As Hillel told the potential convert, what you don't want done to you, don't do to your friend. Ava Ben Azai. Ben Azai is adding. Zesaver told us Adam. Again, the whole parsha is about focusing on the other person. Starts with the base. You have the Kavachomer. If the Nachash takes somebody away from Hashem, surely you bring somebody close to Hashem. Hashomer Achianochi. Yes, we are our brother Shomrim. And now we have Zesaver told us Adam. What is Ben Azai telling us? Sha'af hu im hu enochoshesh lechvod atzmo. Yesh lo lachosh lechvod chavero. Rabbi Akiva says, you got to worry about your, your friend like you worry about yourself. What if I don't worry about myself? What if I don't care about myself? That according to Rabbi Akiva, I don't have to care about my friend. But Benazah is saying something deeper. Forget what you do to yourself. Zen Sefer told us, Adam, this is the message you have to know. What's the next phrase in the Pasuk? B'Tselem Elokim Baroso. B'Tselem Masoso. Every person is a Selem Elokim. Every person is a chip off the old throne. And we have to recognize, even if it's not within ourselves, we have to recognize that in others. Line six. We have to focus on our focus on our friend. And then it goes into a little bit, little bit different uh, idea. So this is the parsha. This is this Torah. This is how the Torah starts. The Torah starts with a base. Next time we ever have to give a message about Ben the Torah starts with a base, it's not, doesn't start with an Aleph. To teach us that. Teach us that. Yes, and it connects to the, also, the heart connects to the end of the Torah, to the beginning of the Torah, because the last letter of the Torah is the Lamed, right? Lave, right? So the heart, that leads into the base. So you can connect those two things together uh, as well. Okay, moving right along. Moving right along. Says the says the Torah. Barashas bara lokim es ha-shamayim v'yas ha-aretz. Kodesh Baruch created the Shamayim and the Aretz. And let's do the first Rashi. Amar Rebbe Yitzchak. Says Rebbe Yitzchak. The famous Rebbe Yitzchak. The mysterious Rebbe Yitzchak. Is this Rashi's father? Is Rashi doing Kibbutz aim in the first Rashi? By quoting his father? Is this a fictional figure? Or is it really a medrash? Different scholars talk about it. Is it a medrash? Not a medrash. But either way. I'm Rabbi Yitzchak. The Torah starts off in the wrong spot. In quotes. The Torah should have started off with the first mitzvah that we received as a nation. When we have the mitzvah of making the calendar. The first mitzvah that we, we, achieve, we received as a nation. Umatam pasach bebreshis. Why bracious? Mishum koach masav yigid la'amo. Lo'asei islam nachlas goyim. To show that a Kodesh Baruch who's in charge. Sheim yomru umos ha'olam li Yisrael listim atem. If any nation ever says to us, you don't belong in this land. It's our land. Shekavashtem aratso shiva goyim. Right? It's not your land. It was ours before you came in here. Heim omrim lahem. We could tell them. God's in charge. Remember? Hashem added first. He created the world. It doesn't start with Achor. Right? If we would start with Parshas Bo, we would just read the Torah and then we would see that the Jews came to a land and they threw the people out and they went in there as if they didn't have prior rights to it. Now, the Torah starts with Rashi's. Hashem created everything. And then he told Avram Avinu, this is going to be your land. I know I'm going to put some other people there meanwhile, but this is going to be your land. So we already are promised it. 
And HaKadosh Baruch was in charge from beforehand. He created it and gave it to whoever he wants temporarily. Gave it to us. A question that we won't deal with now, we've dealt with in the past, and that is, has anybody ever listened to us? Did this Rashi really help? The next time there's a, uh, there's a, one of our uh, not such great friends talking at the UN, we'll just hold up, remember the first Rashi? Remember? Remember? It's our land? So it's obviously not for them. It's for us. It's for us to realize our connection to the land of Israel. But says Rav Zevin, says Rav Zevin, Got to start with a Rav Zevin. Start properly. In Latar of Alamoadim. Quoting the first Rosh. Hachodesh Hazalachem. Rav Zevin sometimes has drush, sometimes has science, sometimes has psychology. Here it's a little of everything. Fergus focuses, the way that he reads the Rashi is a little drush. Hachodesh Nivdal Me'ashabis Bazer Shutalach Tiv'i. The month is different than the week. The unit of month is different than the unit of week. Why? Because week is totally arbitrary. There's nothing in the natural world that happens weekly. Like what starts again on Sunday morning? Nothing. Nothing starts again. The month, that's something to do with nature. That has to do with the the orbits and the rotation so a month has to do with nature. A year has to do with nature. A week does not. A week is totally arbitrary. A week is purely Shabbos. Kodesh Baruch created the world in six days and rested on the seventh. It's amazing. There's never been a machlokas. There's never really been a machlokas that lasted. Think of, think of a couple hundred years ago, there was some that wanted to make a ten-day week, but it didn't work. A week is a week. The month the Chodesh symbolizes nature. Symbolizes Teva. This world. HaChodesh Nivdal MeHashabas Bazesh Utalach Tivi. Molen HaLavana. Lavana, the moon is seen again. Chisar HaLavana. It gets bigger, it gets smaller. Milui HaLavana. Kol Eilech Hezionos Tiviim. They're natural visions. V'yav Chalukas HaChodesh L'Shoshim Yom Tivisi. Mashein Ken HaShabas. Shabas is not. Either it just happens to be arbitrary, that works out for people, or there's something more behind it, that it's only arbitrary. We think it's arbitrary. We think it's coincidence, right? As somebody once said, it's really coincidence, right? It's nothing is like that. Nothing's arbitrary. What is unique about our religion? We take nature, we take this world, and we sanctify it, and we uplift it, and we affect it with the mitzvahs that we have. If the Torah would have started with a chodesh hazelachem, what does chodesh symbolize? It symbolizes nature. Take the calendar, take the, the Torah should have started off with that mitzvah. But what would have been that mitzvah? Take nature, take the calendar, and make it subject to halacha, to Torah. Feed it into the world. The nations would have said, Listen, Matam, you're robbers. What does that mean? 
what are you putting Torah onto, onto Chodesh, onto moons and nature and Gashmias? You take your Torah and you stick with the Ruchmias. I don't know what you're doing when you're taking this natural world and you're putting Torah into it on a deeper level. That's what Rashi means. The Torah should have started off with a Chodesh Zalachem. What does that mean? It means we, with our Torah outlook, make the calendar. Bezdin chooses. How could the calendar fit best for the needs of the Jewish people? The nations of the world, though, would have said, if the Torah would have started with that, list him at them, what are you doing? How can you apply Torah to the natural world? Keep it in the Shemayim. What's it doing here? You want to have spirituality in your shuls and your yeshivas? Great. Not out here. You're, 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 in, in, right? you're passing on our, onto our territory. You're trespassing. If the Torah would have started off with Achodesh as Elachem. It should have, because that's the purpose of the world. The Olamativi. Pascha. It starts off instead with creation. How does that help? How does creation help the nations of the world understand what we are trying to do? Sir of Zevin explains in his own inimitable way. End of line 11. Hakosho called Dovar, Humahutova Atzmuso. Every item in life, every physical item, has an ultimate purpose to it. If somebody says, what's the purpose for a table? What's the purpose of a table? So I might answer, I can say, what's the purpose of a table? The purpose of a table is, well, I could stand on it to change a light bulb, and I can uh, pile books on top of it when I need to clean out my bookcase, or I can put food on it and sit there to eat. They're all purposes of the table. But there's only one ultimate purpose of the table. The other ones are byproducts. The other ones are possible usages, but it's not the ultimate reason why a table was created. And you can say that by everything. You can say that by a chair. You can say that by, by, a, by a, he says, a watch. You know why I have a chair in my house? So I can stand on it to fix the battery or change the clock every twice a year. You know why I have this gold watch? So I could give it as security when I need a loan. That's why I have a gold watch. That's a possible usage for a gold watch, but that's not the purpose of a gold watch. So this world has a lot of, the, the moon has purposes, yes. And everything in this physical world has purposes. But you know what the ultimate purpose is? HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the entire world for a purpose, to testify that he created the world and to serve him with. That's the answer. List him at them. HaKadosh what are you doing? Putting Ruchmias into this Gashmi world, into this physical world. And how does the Torah start now? HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world. There's an ultimate purpose for everything. You, other nations, you're missing the point. All of your potential usages, says that those are byproducts. That's like using the chair to step on to, to, to fix the clock. 
Maisa Bracious, Bria Saolam, last paragraph. Efshar Lishtamish Boyam Lishim, Kamava Kamatrachim, Vlanos Boyam Kominehanos. You could use it for many purposes. Avakoch Masa Vigila Amo, Lasay Slam Nachlas Goyim. It's all for to be used to serve him. So that's the Chodesh's Alachem, and that's my Sebracious. Okay, we're not getting really past the first Pasuk for a while, but there's a lot to talk about in this first Pasuk. Right, the Mishnah says the Chagiga, we're not supposed to focus on what happened before the world was created. So we're doing Pasuk Aleph, we're not doing before that. Right, just Pasuk Aleph, and that's, uh, that's what we're going to focus on. There's another thought related to the first Pasuk. And that's a Gemara in Avodah Zarah. On the first daf in Avodah Zarah, and a question on that daf related to Maisa Bracious. In source number six, you have the Gemara on top of Avodah Zarah daf base. La'asilavo. The Gemara tells us what's going to be in the first three blot of Avodah Zarah. It's all about what's going to happen in the, in the future. Avodah Zarah is a very underrated Masechta. Very, uh, many Masechta are underrated. I'm not like comparing it. But what is our people don't think is uh, a Masechta to learn. It has Agadita, it has Halacha, it has Lamdis, everything. And it starts right away. You don't have to wait for the excitement. The first stop, what's going to be in the future? Right here. Maybe HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Sefer Torah, Manicha B'cheiko. Hashem Kaviyachal is going to take a Sefer Torah, hold it, V'omer, Lemisha Asak Yavo V'yitol Scharo. Whoever was Osek in the Torah, please line up. Time to, it's Olam Haba now. Now it's Shabbos. It's no longer Erev Shabbos. We should start from Erev Shabbos, Yochem Shabbos. So in that time will be the Olam of getting reward. So Hashem is going to say, whoever was Osek in Torah, please step forward. Miyad, Miskapsenu, Bai, and all the nations of the world are going to step forward. Rome is going to come and Persia is going to come. They're all going to come and they're going to line up. Nechaz, Levadamachaz, Rome, Yitzchila, Rome is going to come. And they're going to say, Hashem, we did it. Um, there were some like kind of crusades that happened in history a little bit. There were some other uh, terrible things that happened. No, no, no. Let us explain. We want to explain, please. Omer Lafan, everybody shalala. Harbei shvakim tikananu. We made many marketplaces. Harbei merchatzos asinu. We made saunas. We made bathhouses. Harbei kasevizav erbinu. Gold and silver we gathered. Vikula moasinu el b'shvil Yisrael. Kadeshiasku b'Torah. You know, we did everything to help the Jews. Everything we did was to help the Jews. Hashem says, give me a break. Show Tim Shabbat you fools! Who do you think you're kidding? You did it for yourself. You did it for yourself. Miyad, They leave. Persia! Persia comes in. You know, the whole Purim story. No, 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 let's, let's not talk about that for a minute. Let's focus on this. We did everything. Everything you did was for yourself. Every nation goes out. After Briskarov, one little question on the Gemara. One little question. They were wrong, obviously. But what should Hashem have called them? Fools? Is this a foolish claim? They're not fools. They're liars. 
Why does the Gemara turn them fools? Shotim Shabaolam. Right? What? They're foolish in that they feel they can pull the wool over Hashem's eyes? This is the Olama Emes. This is the world of truth. You can't get away with anything there. So what it, it can't be that they were trying to trick God. Because you can't trick God ever. But then in that world, even we will realize that you can't trick God. Now we think we can trick. Now there's something called a ganav. In, no, in that, that world, there's not going to be ganavim. So what does it mean? That, what was their, their kavana in the first place? And what did Hashem say to them? You're a fool. Shotem Sheba Ola. L'chari Yipala, says the Grizz, the Grizz Garaf. Eich yimalam libam, and we'll see what this has to do with gracious, but Hashem in a minute. Eich yimalam libam, l'markin, l'vrei kodesh baruchu. Sh'akol galu l'fanav. He knows everything. The eich ya'izu l'omar l'fanav, sheker galu l'kazeh. It's total sheker. Imagine we start making up stories after 120 years. Nakadosh Baruch Hu, I didn't do that. I have the video. No, no, it wasn't me. It's it's you. I, I I have you. I have 120 years recorded, start to finish. You know, it's not like there was a, a blockage of you know, like you're taking a video and somebody walks in front, you don't see something for a second. Nakadosh Baruch Hu has the video on. It's our whole life. So who are they kidding? Says the Briskaraf, line 12. What does it mean? They're not liars. They didn't lie. They meant every word they said. And they weren't trying to trick Hashem. What were they saying? Everything they said was true. And he didn't call them liars. Because they weren't lying. Why? Where the star is. What is the word Bereshis? Getting back to that. Bereshis. Bishvil. Bereshis. For. The ultimate purpose. Bishvil Rashis. What's Rashis? Amisrol is called Rashis. The Torah is called Rashis. Bikurim is called Rashis. The world was created for the Torah. The world was created for Amisrol to keep the Torah. And if we would never have said Nasavid Ishma, we would be back to Tova Vohu. For the Shem was waiting for us at our Sinai. Quoting the Rashi. Cain Kalmasha Nasev and Ishadish Baola Mitrila Sabriya Tsov Kaladoros Hakolurak Latachlazet. Everything in the history of the world, from year one to year Mashiach, whenever that might be, everything is on a course. And part of Am Yisrael's destiny to learn Torah, to be HaKadosh Baruch Hu's chosen people. Everything's part of that. Every war in some far-fetched land has some ultimate purpose relating to Am Yisrael. Even though everybody has Bechir Chavshis, the world is not Hefker. There's a Baal Habira. And the Rambam, a much discussed Rambam, the Rambam in Akdama Tepir Shemishnayis, he even gives a mushal. He says it could be that there will be a king that will build a huge palace in his lifetime. Just so that in 700 years from now, a tzaddik who will be walking by and will be boiling hot will be able to be in the shade of this palace. 
And that's the whole purpose that the palace was built, says the Rambam. We have no idea ultimate purposes of things. So says the Briskarov, the nations of the world are going to say, we did it for the Jews. You know what? They did, ultimately. They did. Because everything has to do with Am Yisrael. All of history. Everybody has Bechir Echavshis. And every enemy of the Jewish people, they're going to get it. Because everybody has Bechir Echavshis. But, HaKadosh Baruch Hu still runs the world. And everything has to do with that. So they said, we did it. Because we see the MS now, they're going to say. And we see it was all for the Jews. Kodesh Baruch is going to say, yeah, but that wasn't what your, your kavana was. And that's why you're a fool. To try to suggest that I'm going to let you off the hook because of that. I know that it was all, it was all for Am Yisrael. But that's not, that's not your kavana. Line 14. Let's was it? And therefore, that's what the nations of the world say. Everything in the world, charm, everything they built. Everything was ultimately for them. And they're going to say, okay, yeah, yeah, we, we took part in it. No, no, no. That was not your kavana, and therefore, you are not going to get credit for this one. It's true. That's why they're not shakran. Because we know Maisa Bracious has one ultimate purpose. To bring to the perfection of the world, Am Yisrael keeping the Torah, the other nations keeping the mitzvahs that they have to keep, and getting towards the ultimate destiny of what HaKadosh Baruch Hu has in mind. Okay, one final point related to Bracious. And then we'll get to some other thoughts in the parsha. One final, this is just a Ha'ara. Right, the scientists and and uh, historians out there could do the rest of the research, but I'll just mention the Shita. I'll mention the thought. It's a Maritz Chayis and Nida Davchav Gimel. A little bit light, but it's a Maritz Chayis. Once we're talking about creation, there's a detail in Halacha, in Meseches Nida, that the Gemara talks about, that the Maritz Chayis has an unbelievable suggestion. Again, he was a, he was a very worldly Rav, 1800s, very involved. He didn't have his head in the sand. He was very involved in the world. So the fact that he made this suggestion is even more significant. The Gemara there, Mitzvah is talking about, as we know, a woman, she's blessed to have a baby. She has to bring a, certain, a set of karbanos. Every child that a woman has, she has to bring karbanos. Rachman al-Itzlan, if a woman has a miscarriage, she also has to bring karbanos if it's already considered a child. If it's already late in the pregnancy that, you know, the child already has the status of a, of a child. The Gemara goes through, based on the science of the times, all different types of miscarriages that different forms, very detailed in terms of, is this called a child, is that called a child, the medicine of the times. Different forms, does it look like this, does it look like that? We're not getting into how modern medicine deals with those images, but we're just going to do the Gemara. The Gemara at one stage, the Gemara suggests at one stage, it quotes on the first line of the source number seven, 
Hababelis to Mushar. The Gemara says, well, what if it's a large, again, doesn't look like, not formed, but it's late enough that it looks like a large, right, the, the, the Vlad, it's not really a Vlad, it looks like a large mountain. So is that a woman to Meoledo? Because after all, there's a Pasuk that uses the verb Yitzira by mountains. Yotzer Harim. So would a woman be Chayeves? Yotzer Harim. And the Gemara gives one answer, but the Maritzchai is close to Yerushalmi's answer. Yerushalmi says, second line, Hacha loksive Yitzira mitchilas biryaso. When it says the verb creation by mountains, it doesn't mean that originally. Mitchilas biryaso. That's the Yerushalmi. What does that mean? Mitchilas biryaso. It says, Yotzer Harim, Uvore Ruach, in the Pasuk. What does it mean? What's not like Mitchilas Biryaso? Suggest the Maharitz Chayas. Line three in the middle. Diyadua Bisipure Karos Hateva. Look in natural earth books. Dibitchilas Habriya Haisaha Aretz Kaduris Lagamre. The first stage of creation, the earth was created like a smooth ball. Smooth. No mountains. No valleys. That was stage one in my sabracious. Like other constellations that don't have mountains and valleys. Other planets. Other planets do. But other constellations and stars don't. They're perfectly circular. And that's what the Yerushalmi means. That it wasn't originally. It's got to be pretty early because by the time Noah came along, there were already mountains there. Maybe within Sh- Mysabratius. Right? Within Mysabratius. Kodesh Baruch created Shemayim Aretz. What, what was it? What did it look like on day one? Bratius broke Kodesh Aretz. There were no trees yet. There was no vegetation yet. There wasn't even land. It wasn't even land. There was Shemayim Aretz, but the, 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 the Mayim was covered the whole land. So maybe there... It was all smooth until Kaddish Baruch Hu then made the mountains and made the valleys. But that's the Yerushalmi. The Yerushalmi says mountains weren't like that. Mitchilas biryasa. Just a ha'ara, ha'ara about Maisa Bracha. Something to think about. Maybe the whole world started off. The earth started off with smooth, smooth surfaces, and then, and then mountains, and then, and then valleys. Get to try to think about a Musar Haskell for us. You know, even if we, Rav Salvechik once said. It says, everything in the Torah, right, is about for us to learn something from. One of the mitzvahs in the Torah, right, one of the last mitzvahs in the Torah, the Chinuch counts, is the mitzvah to be like Hashem, Balach Tebedrachav. It's one of the first ones on the Rambam's list. Rav Salvechik said that though the Gemara only has a limited list of following Hashem, the Gemara at the end of the first parak in Sota, we have to be like Hashem, like he visited the sick, and he clothed the naked, this week's parsha, right, Bereshis, and he was Machim Avelim, and he buried the dead. So that's one. And also, Gemara and Shabbos, Mahu Rachum, Afatar Rachum, but Rav Salvechik said, expand it. There's a lot, copy Hashem in many ways. Right, he brought an example. There's a message that says Hashem created worlds and then destroyed them and created them and destroyed them. And then created. However you understand that Medrash. Why do we have, what does that teach us? Says Rav Salvechik, because sometimes if we start something and it doesn't succeed, start again. And if we build, work on a project at work for two weeks and we fail, Start the next project. And if we try to do anything and we fail, 
That's the message. Mahu afata. Not that he actually failed, but he did it to teach us. So maybe one could say here too, even if we, stra- we start, we start with something smooth and it ends up a little bumpy. Go down, go up. We could also achieve something with that as well. Again, not for now, but again, there might be other messages in that, in that idea. Let's get back, though, now to some of the other stories in the, in the Parsha. Perak Beis. Let's move on to Perak Beis. Perak Beis, Pasuk Hay. A well-known thought, but now let's see it inside, through the eyes of Rav Yerucham. Says the Torah in Pasuk Hay. The grass, the growths of the field had not yet been in the land. Why? Why didn't anything grow yet? It hadn't rained yet. And there was nobody to till to work the land. So what does it say, Arpasik? The grass didn't grow yet because it didn't rain yet. Why didn't Hashem just create grass without raining? Hashem could do that. Hashem created something from nothing. Yesh miayin. And yet the Torah goes out of its way to say, the grass did not come until it rained. So why didn't Hashem make it rain? Rashi. Rashi tells us, why didn't it rain? Umehai taima, middle of the Rashi, I'm pasuk hey. My taima, lo himtir, why didn't it rain? Lefisha adam, Ayin la avodes ha'adama ve'ein makir b'tovasin shal gashamim. Because Hashem wanted Adam to realize where it's coming from and who's giving it to him. Ukeshba Adam v'yada sheim tzarech la'olam. Let Adam be created. He'll see that the grass needs to grow, and he'll daven. His palela lehem v'yarduts v'tzamchu ha'ilanos by the shayim. What's Rashi telling us? What's the Pasuk telling us? Hashem did not create it. Hashem did not make it rain. Hashem did not give the gift until it was davened for. That's the message to the first person in history. You're not going to get it unless you daven for it. Says Rabbi Yeruchim where it's underlined. It's source number eight. This is a yesod in all the Bria. We get nothing without davening. And if we think we got something without davening for it, we have no idea what we would have gotten with davening. And sometimes we daven and we don't get something, but we do get whatever HaKadosh Baruch Hu thinks is best for us to get at that time. This is a tremendous chiddush in the mechanism of prayer. But if you look through the Torah, it comes up over and over and over again. No less than the Avos and the Himahos were not given until they davened. Hashem, I need a child. Why not Hashem just give him a child? Right, based on the Gemara, that Hashem is misavil it's filas and shall shall tzatikim. What does that mean? Yaakov Avinu, he davened so much. 
Matzinu et zlo kama pa'amim. Saras Esav, Saras Shechem, Saras Yosef, Saras Binyamin. Line five, a great line. Vahachi lo hayelohem la'avos ulimos hakdoshim dai zechuse b'meshi yivashu. They didn't have enough schuyos. They didn't need schus avos. They were the avos and the imaos. But they didn't do enough in their lives to get to get the brachas. No, but that's how Hashem created the world. I have something for you, but you know what? You got to dive in for it. Like a parent. A parent has something to give a child. Just say the magic word. And the child is too stubborn to say it. So the parent's like, I have it in my hand. You see it? I want to give it to you. Just say the magic word. That's what Kodesh Baruch Hu says to us too. I have so much. Just say the magic, what's the magic word? Hashem says, I tipped, achuvi agenti lo Tfila. That's the magic words. Hashem already promised to Avram Avinu, I'm going to take your nation out. Ruchush Gadol, I'm going to take them out. And yet, the Gula did not happen until Vayitzaku, Vatal Shavasam, their Tfila went up. Below Tfila, Lo Hayu Nigalin. And without Tfila, it wouldn't have happened, says Rav Yerucham. By all of them, it's because B'nai Yisrael turned their eyes heavenward. And you know where it comes from? Our Pasuk. Our Pasuk is the source of it all. That everything in life only comes after davening. The grass goes to the edge, it's not coming out. Hashem could have made it rain. No? Till Adam davens. Right, sometimes... Tell me the mask. Ask me. Oh, well, we have a base of Migdash. We're not going to daven anymore, right? We're just going to be the Karbanos. Wrong. There was davening before the base of Migdash. There was davening during the base of Migdash. Tefillahs connected. Tefillah tiktum doesn't mean that Karbanos, Tefillah took the place of Karbanos. It means that when the Rabbanan enacted the set structure of Tefillah, they patterned it after the Karbanos. That's all it means. It doesn't mean it took the place of the Karbanos. Velo yitzmach, velo yinas en klum, lo hesig, shal gashmias, lo esak shorukhnias, al yavo adam vum mi pesach akarki yochem alochem. It's all tefillah. It's all tefillah. That's how Akadosh Baruch Hu created the world. And that's it in Ruchnias, that's it in Gashmias. The end, Moshe Rabbeinu, davin, davin, davin. If Moshe Rabbeinu would have davin 39 days, B'nai Yisrael wouldn't have been forgiven. 40th day, okay. Now you're forgiven. Because it's all through tefillah, says Rabbi Yerach. Okay, two final thoughts for the evening. A little bit, gotta have a little bit on trying. We're not gonna touch on every story. Paragimel, that was one thought in Parag Beis. Paragimel, Paragimel, Pasik Chav Beis. Gimel Chav Beis, after the story of Adam and Chav and the snake, everybody gets their punishments. Pasik Chav Beis, Fayomar Hashem Elokim. Adam ate from the Eitz He will be like one of us, to know good and bad. Maybe he will send his hand, he will go and take. If he takes from the Eitz now, I can't let him do that, and he's going to get thrown out of Ganed. There's a Medrash on the Pasuk. The Beis Alevi quotes it, source number nine. A little while ago, we did the Beis, we did the Beis Alevi son, the Grizz. Now we're doing the Beis Alevi. 
says the Medrash. What does it mean? He's going to be like us, that he knows Tov and Ra, Kahadein Kamsa, Dilavushe Minei Ubei. That's the line of the Medrash. What's a Kamsa? Kamsa is a type of insect. Maybe it's a snail, a locust, something. But the Medrash says, you know what Adam was like after, at this stage? Like an insect, like a snail, whose lavush, lavush is like clothing, is from within. Its lavush is mineyube from within. What does that medrash mean? Right now, after the chait, we're like that insect whose lavush is mineyube. It says the base alevi, a thought that a number of mafarshim say, I think Rav Dessler says this, but here we have it from the base alevi. Vo'inyan yeshlomar. When Adam was created, within him, naturally, he was drawn to do the right thing. All of his internal drives were to do the right thing. As the Pazik says in Kohelas, Yes, says the Beis HaLevi. Adam had free choice. If he didn't have free choice, he would never have sinned. So he had that free choice. But still, the free choice was, should I follow my own instincts, which is good, or am I tempted by some external taiva, drive, which is outside of me, and that's the symbol of the Nachash. But it was an external force when Adam was created. It was outside. It was an external pitui. And says the Beis HaLevi, that's what changed after the Chet. The Rabbim, I think, also says this in Mar Nebuchim. Beforehand, it was external. But after the Chet, then it gets inside. The language of Chazal is the Nachash came and put Zuhama into Chava. What does that mean? It means now, naturally, internally, we don't always want to do the right thing. Right? The Gemara in the end of Bracha says, what's a Benoni? Zev is Eshoftam. The Yitzhahar and the Yitzhah Tov. Right? We're spiritually schizophrenics. Right? We go this way, we go that way. One day we're, we're naturally doing the right thing. One day we're not. That's only post the story of Adam and Chava. Originally, Hashem made us. Elokim asas hadam yashar. Fema bikshu cheshbonot rabim. That's what the medrash means. Like this insect that has everything from within. Levushe mineyu bay. The levush, which is clothing that used to be external. Used to be something outside, but now it's part of him. Now it's mineyu bay. Now it's from within. And that's why possibly, says the Beis HaLevi, this is where he, he now bridges Halacha and Ashkaf in the second paragraph, we're not going to read it to save time. Every Jew has a Cheskas Kashrus, but only up to an extent. A person can lose their Cheskas Kashrus. There's a Cheskas Tara, but there's also a Cheskas Tmeya. You can look there in the second paragraph in terms of his application of this idea to, to the world of Halacha. Okay, but let's get to the final thought for the evening. And that is a major thesis. We'll read part of it. You have it there in front of you. But a major thesis from Yaakov Kamenetsky. Come up in the Dafshir many times. Oh, I just wanted to mention, if anybody's going to be in Eretz Yisrael for Sukkot or anybody who's here, um, Hoshana Rabbanite, when he's interested, I'm going to be giving two shirim in Yerushalayim. Hoshana Rabbanite, first at 7 o'clock in the, 
in the uh, OU center. It's uh, from OU Shalavim. And then in the uh, 9.30 that night, Hoshana Rabbah, everybody's here is in Yerushalayim. And Hoshana Rabbah at 9.30 at night in Yerushalayim. Uh, Yerushalayim Rashi has an old city campus. So there at 9.30, you'll be speaking about Hoshana Rabbah, Moshe Rabbeinu, different, uh, different topics there. So it won't be a Parshish here over the next two weeks. We'll pick up again Parshish Noach, but, um, but there will be other Shirim uh, if anybody could uh, feel free to attend. Okay, now let's get back to Rabbi Yaakov. Says Rabbi Yaakov on the Medrash in the Parsha, there's a machlokas. Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Eliezer, Omer, Kol Masha Yesh Bashamayim, Briyasa Mena Shamayim, Kol Masha Yesh Baaretz, Briyasa Mena Aretz. Everything that was created in he- that everything that is in heaven, the source of that creation is in heaven. Everything that was created Baaretz, the source is Baaretz. So people, animal, trees, everything, the source is like a low source. The sun and the moon and the stars and the angels, that's all the sources up, up there. I don't know, maybe the sun and the moon and the stars are also, they're also considered arets. And just the spiritual, you know, uh, angels from above. That's Rabbi Lazar Shita. Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Yeshua Omar, no, no, no. Kol ma'ashe yesh b'ashamayim u'ba'aretz, ain't b'ryasu elemen ha'shamayim. Everything. The source is shamayim. Machlokas, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Yeshua. Says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, it's a machlokas l'shitaso. It's a consistent machlokas Elsewhere, more than once. Let's do another machlokas. Gemara that many are familiar with. Line 13. There are two ways to celebrate Yantif, says the Gemara. Two choices. You have a choice based on Sukkim. Either you have to spend your day in total gastronomic heaven. Right? Gashmias galore. That's one way to spend Yantif. Simchas Yantif. Or spirituality the whole day. Learning and davening. O kulo lashem, o kulo lachem. Rebbe Leazar Shita. We don't pass in that way. Rebbe Yeshua Omer Chalkeyu. Chetzi Hashem v'chetzi lachem. We split it. We daven, we learn, we eat, we sleep, we talk, we help. What's the connection? Says Rebbe Yaakov Kamenetsky. Rebbe Leazar holds, there's Ruchnius and there's Gashmius. And even the Talmud of Beishamai, maybe this connects to that too. More of a dachistic din. This Ruchnis is Gashmias. What was from Shemayim comes from Shemayim. What was from Aretz comes from Aretz. You can either be involved in Ruchnis or in Gashmias on Yatif. But we pass them like every Yeshua. Everything comes from Shemayim. There's a mixture. Chatzil Hashem Lachem. Like we said before, even the Hachodesh Hazalachem has to do with mitzvos. Every holiday, says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, has a Gashmi element. Chag Asif, Chag Aviv, Chag Abikurim. But it's a Chag. It's Ruchnius in the Gashmius. That is what we hold. And then he even fascinatingly relates it to a third Bachlokas. He doesn't explain it, but he says, and maybe this is also about Tanr Shalachnai. We know the Machlokas about Messiah Nuntes, where Abeliezer is trying to prove that he's right against all the other Chachamim. And he says, if I'm right, the tree will prove me right in the water, and heaven will show that I'm right. And a heavenly voice, Abbasal, goes out and says, Abeliezer is right! And Rabbi Yeshua says, Lo Bashamayimi. We don't pass him like that, Baskal. Again, Rabbi Eliezer is saying, there's a Baskal from heaven, that wins. Rabbi Yeshua says, no, no, no. There's a mixture. We're also Ruchani. Lo Bashamayimi. Kaddish Baruch gave us the power. And this is a light motif that continues throughout many issues. But just at the end, Rabbi Yaakov says, 
he's not connecting it to Rebbe Leizer. Rebbe Leizer is in, entitled to his opinion. That's fine. But then he says, we passing like Rabbi Yoshua. That's the Jewish way. Gashmis and Ruchnius merge to uplift the Gashmi. The Umos HaOlam generally do not think that way. You can't have a family and be the holiest person in the religion. Maybe Moshe Rabbeinu once in history we had that, but that was for different reasons. Besides Moshe Rabbeinu, he's the exception to the rule. Every other leader in history, he has the same chiyav to have a family as every other person in history. Other religions, no, you can't get married, you can't talk, you can't this, you can't be involved. Says Rabbi Yaakov, no, no, no. We bring even a carbon shlamim. What does a carbon shlamim symbolize? The Mizbeach gets some, we get some, the Yisrael, the Kohen. Umosa Olam could also bring karbanas, but only a carbon ola. Because that reflects their religious outlook. You can't be involved in the world so much and be involved in holiness. But that's what we believe. And that's what Bereshus is about. The entire world, Bereshus Baralokim, everything comes from Shemayim. The Tachlis of Baisa Bereshus is that Klai Yisrael, keep the Torah in this world. It wasn't given to the Malachim. Right? It was given to us. Kodesh says the purpose of the world is for us with all of our frailties and all of our imperfections. Hashem wants us to do the best that we can. But Hashem, as we start off, Tavshanai and Hey, we should be Zochet to study HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Torah to the best of our abilities, to live HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Torah to the best of our abilities. And Hashem, we should be Zochet that we should be able to have this year everybody in person in Yerushalayim, Merah Kodesh, Bimherav Yamein.